Welcome to the Aligned Women Podcast, a podcast to empower women in chiropractic to grow practices that work for their families. I'm Dr. Danielle Eaton. And I'm Dr. Shauna Dingman. We're two moms who are navigating the journey of life and practice just like you. So sit back, take a deep breath, and enjoy the show. Welcome to a brand new episode of the Aligned Women Podcast. And today, this is our first official episode where Dr. Shauna Dingman and I are co-hosting the podcast together. So hey everybody. This, hi, this is so super exciting. Um, and we are, I'm going to be fully transparent, we are navigating our way through this process now, being two people hosting a show together when we've been one person hosting separate shows for a long time. I think that I'm not going to be able to do my recording at 3 a.m. anymore or whenever I'm having a sleepless night. <laughs> well, you know, we've, we've created some flexibility in our schedule for that, though. When, when we need to have a solo episode, we can do that. Yep. And that's one of the great things about this partnership, that we're sharing the workload and sharing the same message at the same time. And it's nice to have company on my yeah. microphone. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All, All right. right. So, so what's our topic today, Dr. Danielle? Today, we are going to be talking about certifications and why certifications are not the end-all be-all to help you grow your practice. Mm. So, Shauna, I believe that you have a story to share about this. Yes, although I'm going to just start off by saying that this started with a rant that you went on on Monday. It was actually quite funny. Um, but yeah, so we got talking about certifications and how they really are kind of the beginning of the journey. And I was mentioning that the whole point to me of the certification is the information that you want to learn. So first of all, for sure, learning the information and then being able to apply that to typically an ideal patient population. So for me, I have a certification in uh, pediatric and pregnancy care through the ICPA because my ideal patient was moms and babies. I always knew I was going to do that. I wanted to be able to speak directly to that audience. So I did a certification that made sense that way. If I was someone who loved seeing athletes, I would do some kind of a sports certification. So the reason that we want to do the certification is because we have a certain audience or certain ideal patient that we want to be able to really, really serve well. But I think it's important to realize that those people, those very ideal patients that we have, they don't actually care about the letters besides your name. They care about what you can do. And they want to know that you can do it. And I think that can be the double-edged sword with the certification. And that's what actually got you started talking about this topic was the fact that whether you get the letters or don't get the letters, it's the knowledge that you have, but you have to get out there and let people know that you have the knowledge. A story that I remember from my time working at Logan just came to me as you were talking about that. And one day I was sitting in my boss's office and he received an email from someone, um, a doc outside of the campus somewhere who had his name listed with easily 10 different sets of initials after his name, probably more than 10. And the list just kept going on and on. And my boss looked at me and said, Look at this. What an identity crisis. Mommy, I brought my own teeth. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. 
Yeah. I got the bottom and the top. I got hair, hair, hair. That's great. Where's Daddy? Yeah, I got my tongue. You got your tongue too. Perfect. Yeah, I got this. Yeah, I got all my shirt. Oh my goodness. Where's Daddy? Uh, Can you go find him? Okay. He's in my bedroom. Go find him. And shut the door when you leave, okay? Thank you. so proud of herself. That's classic. I'm so leaving that in the podcast. I'm not editing that out. That's the best. <laughs> okay. So yes, this list of credentials just went on and on and on. And it was a variety of some sports chiropractic stuff, some taping stuff, some acupuncture stuff. It, it was more than that as well. It just kept going on. And yeah, my boss looked at me and he said, look at this. What an identity crisis. And I was like, Interesting because as someone who tends to be a perfectionist and an overachiever and has four academic degrees, I look at that list and I'm like, wow, I should do that. I should have that many certifications. Mm -hmm. That's incredible, right? But what he was saying to me as we looked at that list of credentials was this person could potentially be feeling really lost. Mm. And they're very proud of their credentials, obviously, because they have all of them listed in their email signature. But really, what does this mean to anyone? And if you're, if you're that busy studying, how busy are you actually implementing what you're learning? Yeah. And a better question too is, do people know what you're learning? So yes, this is why I stopped renewing my uh, chiropractic sports physician certification because in, in the past, that seemed like an important certification for me to have. But at some point I realized nobody that comes into my practice knows about this certification. It was expensive for me to keep up. And it also required me to be away from my small child to be able to do the continuing education to keep that up. Yeah. And, you know, I think that there's a really important principle in what you're talking about. You did the certification because you wanted the information and also because you wanted to create certainty in yourself about what you're doing. And, and I don't want, I hope that this doesn't come across from either Danielle or me that we're against certifications. I mean, you're talking about two women who have like lots of certifications between the two of us. So certifications are a wonderful thing, especially if they create a certainty in you that you, you don't already have. And sometimes it's the letters that you're able to put behind your name that give you a certainty that you need in order to go out and speak the words that you need to speak. But at some point in time, it's not about the letters, right? It's not about the certification. The certification is not the be all and end all. It's the certainty that it creates. It's the information that you're able to use. And it's the expertise that you are able to implement with your ideal audience. Now the question is, how do you get out and share it at this point? So you, now you've got the letters, what are you going to do with it? Those letters were, yes, they were important for me in the early days, I think to feel more confident in knowing that I could go out and build my own practice. And then at some point I realized, like I said, building my own practice had nothing to do with the letters behind my name. It was so much more so about my willingness to 
to put myself out there and build relationships with people in my community and to take good care of the people that did show up into my practice first and foremost. Yeah. So yes. How do you go about helping people understand what it is that you do is the real question. How do you go about helping people understand how you can help them and what you can help them with? So what do you do for that? What do you do? That's a great question. I really feel that it's taken me a long time to understand what it is that I do to connect with people and to be able to express that in a way that someone else might be able to understand. Because you and I both talk about meeting people where they are. Mm-hmm. And that you did an episode on the Fulfilled podcast that was, a, that was titled, I think, Don't Be Weird. <laughs> <laughs> and the title was um, intriguing to me when I saw it. I was like, okay, what is she talking about here? And then as I listened, I was like, oh, yes, this is exactly the same thing that's in my mind a lot is, yeah, don't be a weirdo, right? Like if you're going out and like doing the thing that we're often told or believe that we should do, which is educate people about chiropractic, it can seem like you're a weirdo. <laughs> like you're speaking in another language almost. But if you can talk to people and understand what their needs are, what their concerns are, um, what they want to be different in their lives, like what their pain points are, where they're struggling, and then you can you can inspire some hope in them that you have a way that you can help them move toward those things that they really want to see different in their lives. I think that's where we meet people where they are. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's finding out from your ideal patients, what are the problems? What are they really dealing with? Listening to the words that they use and then using the information that you've learned in your certification to address those problems and doing it in a way that people understand. If you could explain it to your grade seven or eight child, then anybody should be able to understand it. But we have to be able to to speak it back to people. And more importantly, we need to be able to let them know that we do have extra training in this. We are special. We are unique. We are not the same as the chiropractor down the road, but at the same time, not spewing letters all over them. And I I really think the key to that too is content creation. We talk about that a lot. I mean, you, you personally, Danielle, are a master at content creation. I'm always amazed at the, the volume of content that you put out in any given month. Um, it's staggering to me. But it's very clear based on the content that you put out who you're speaking to and where your expertise is. And that should be the case with all of us. Content is really important. The handouts that we have in our office, the brochures that we carry, the blog posts that we do, the live videos that we do, they should all be very consistent in the messaging that we want to give people, consistent in that area of expertise that we have. And you don't have to have a whole bunch of letters that you're trying to explain to people what they mean when you are constantly creating content around uh, pre and postnatal care, pediatric care, or if you're someone who loves seeing athletes, different athletic injuries, different tips and tricks for athletes, dealing with concussion, um, all of those kinds of things, people will know just by the content you put out, wow, you're an expert in this, as long as it's good quality content. I couldn't agree more (laughs) with that. Um, And I know that having taken a certification program or some kind of 
continuing education that you feel is necessary can help give you the confidence boost to produce that content. Yeah. And that's okay. But what we're saying here is to not rely on it, to not wait for it. And to know that just because you have it doesn't mean that your practice will suddenly shift to, it won't suddenly grow (laughs) and it won't suddenly shift to your ideal patients. If you want to serve, let's say pediatric athletes, right? They're not going to just show up. You've got to be able to reach the parents and help them understand why in the world they'd want to bring their child to a chiropractor on a regular basis so that they can perform the best that they can in their sport and do it safely as well. Yep. Awesome. What are some tools or strategies that people could use to, um, you know, to help them market themselves or help them create content based on their expertise? Well, I probably sound like a broken record when I say this, but the very first thing is to define your ideal patient avatar. Yeah. And this is something that can feel sort of scary to do. And that's okay. I really feel that when you feel scared about something, that means that there's a lot of growth for you in the process of of doing it anyway. So defining an ideal patient avatar. Have you ever, Shauna, asked someone who their ideal patient is and you get a response like this? Well, I'd like to see women who are between the ages of 25 and 65 and who are moms. And then, and then you think like that, that's awesome. That's probably like your overall demographic, but who is your ideal patient Mm -hmm. is a singular question, not a plural. Right. And the challenges that a 25 year old mom has are different than what a 35 year old mom has. And they're different than what a 45 year old mom has. And they're different than what a 55 year old mom has. (laughs) So how you speak to that person is going to be different in your content. So defining that ideal patient avatar and making it singular Mm -hmm. is the place to start. After you master content creation for that one ideal patient avatar, then create a second one if you're feeling called to do that. So maybe now you want to reach the pediatric athletes Okay. Now that's your, your new focus or a secondary focus, but we've got to reach the parents of those athletes and we've got to talk to them in a different way now about getting their kids under care, starting their kids under care if they're not under care themselves. Yeah. I like to stalk other people who are doing what I want to be doing too. So if I know a chiropractor who has my same niche in a different state, a different country, a different town or whatever. And I see that they're putting out great content. I mean, there's nothing to say that we can't basically, and I don't mean to sound the wrong way when I say this, but copy what they're doing. You don't want to plagiarize. You don't want to say things word for word, but an idea or principle, it's an idea or principle. It doesn't matter whether you have it or I have it. If I'm talking about uh, concussion, for example, I don't know why concussion's on my mind right now. Maybe I have one. Um, If we're talking, you know, if you had done a video on how to recognize signs of concussion in the pediatric athlete, and I basically talk about the same thing in my office, but I haven't created any content on it, 
I'm going to say what you said in my, if we share the same principles, I'm going to say what you said in my own words, but sometimes I just like to have ideas from other people. And, you know, I love, I love watching other people's live videos where I think, man, I've shown that to a million patients. I have never done a live video on it. Sometimes you just need other people to spark your ideas. So if you have a certification in something, find someone else who's doing a great job in that same kind of ideal patient population creating content and just stalk them a little bit and see what they're doing and get some ideas and then write your own content based on that. The other thing too is your certifying body may have tons of content that is there for you to use. So for example, the ICPA, uh, you know, they have their great pathways magazine and the, uh, you know, the family health articles, it's there for us to use. So you can either download the content that they create and share it, post it, whatever, or you can take an idea from that, say it in your own words, put your own case studies or research in and, create content based on that. And actually, now that I think about it, along that line, take a success story from your office. So people within your ideal patient population, um, we have to be careful where I practice. You, You are not allowed to post a testimonial about yourself or your office. So if somebody had written a testimonial within my office that said, uh, we've absolutely loved being at Elevate Chiropractic. Dr. Shauna just provided the best care for my newborn baby who had colic and now she doesn't, blah, blah, blah. I wouldn't be allowed to post that. But what I can post is a patient saying chiropractic was awesome for my newborn baby who had colic. Or what we do in our office is we actually, at a progress exam, when people have had um, great improvement, we actually have sort of a standard piece of actually just Bristol board that we cut into squares and we write down based on their progress exam sheet, what improvements they've had. So say for example, Danielle, you came in with headaches and sciatic pain and you had a great delivery, for example. And I knew that your headaches are gone, your sciatic pain's gone and you had this awesome delivery. We would write three points on that big white uh, piece of Bristol board that say uh, no more headaches, sciatic gone, awesome, quick delivery. And we would just take a picture of you with that in front of your chest and we post those as success stories. So it's for chiropractic, but because the success story is coming from our office, again, when we post the same kinds of success stories that deal in the same kind of specialty that we have, people will begin to see, okay, they have a specialty in that area. They clearly see a lot of kids or babies or pregnant moms or whatever the case is. And regardless of what the letters are on my business card, they don't know that. They don't care. They see content. They see success. They want it. So on that note, I think that it's really important for us to acknowledge that we can underestimate the knowledge that we do gain from our chiropractic education that we all receive. Mm-hmm. And that even though you leave chiropractic school and you feel very inexperienced, and, and you are, you have what you need to have to start serving the people that you want to serve. And yes, the certifications can help you get better results in the long run and maybe get those results faster for your people, but it doesn't have to stop you from helping the people that you want to help right now. Right. Yes. 
Yeah, you really, you have everything you need in your hands and with your table. Yes, very much so. It's just easy to, to not know that when you are new in practice, for example, or even if you decide that you want to shift your focus from maybe pain-based symptoms to, let's just say, pregnancy care. And you're thinking, well, I need to get certified um, in Webster, and then I need to take the ICPA series before I can do that. Really, truthfully, you don't have to. You have enough tools now already to help those women. So yes, that's my soapbox on certifications. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so just to recap, <laughs> certifications good or bad or neutral? Mm. I'm neutral. I think that yes, they can be good if you're using them, using your credentials appropriately, right? You're not relying solely on them or hoping and praying that once you have it, that you're going to make a lot more money. <laughs> because if you don't know how to how to bring people into your practice without it, you may not necessarily know how to bring people into your practice with it either. Yep, for sure. Awesome. So certifications are not the end. They're just the beginning. They are just the beginning. Yes, they are just the beginning. Uh, we talked briefly about that when we chatted about this a few days ago, and that was a key point I thought that you made. The certification is really just the start. You have the the book knowledge, now you've got to go implement and gain the hands-on knowledge. All right. So there you go. There you have it. Go take some action. Have a great day, everybody. And thanks for joining us on the Aligned Woman podcast. Thank you for joining us today on the Aligned Woman podcast. If you haven't subscribed to the podcast yet, we would love for you to head on over to iTunes and hit subscribe so you don't miss an episode. You can join the community of amazing women doctors in our free private Facebook group, Mama Chiropractors, by going to alignedwomen.com slash mama chiropractors. And if you'd love to fast track your success in life and practice, subscribe to the waitlist for the Aligned Women Team group coaching membership by going to alignedwomen.com forward slash join. Have an amazing day and we look forward to seeing you next time on the Aligned Women Podcast. <laughs>